Hey, what's going on? Um, this is Spooks McGee. I am uh, at Starbucks, and I am exhausted. This is my first attempt at recording a podcast. This is a show where I look at old movies or films or songs that I probably should have seen a long-ass time ago, and I write reviews about them, and I talk about it, and I talk some shit. Sometimes, I just talk about some shit that I want to talk about. And today, it just happened to be hey, we should probably stop making kids. So, my guest today is Miss Nicole and the homie Jason Brown. Peace. Hey, this is Olin, and I'm a little bit loud. Let me go ahead and turn that microphone down. Yes, so I'm here with Mrs. Cole. Um, Nicole, what do you want to be called? Miss Cole. Miss Cole. Okay. My name is Olin Spooks McGee, and we're going to be talking this afternoon, this morning, about um, children and having children and being fruitful and multiplying and um, how this need to want to have children might actually, there's another angle. How many children do you have? I actually have four, four children. I have three girls oh, wow. and one boy. So you were this close to being a girl dad, just this close. Yeah. <laughs> well, a girl mom. Mm, yeah, I guess you can say. <laughs> um, I have two children as well. Okay. Which is why I think that this particular stance is a little bit unique because of the fact that I do have children and I do love my children. I do care about my children, but the idea of making more people is a little bit something that I'm kind of concerned about. Oh, well, I can see that, um, especially in this day and age. Mm-hmm. But having a family is one of the most beautiful things things that we can do mm-hmm. for this planet earth right but here's the thing i've always thought about it like this if you've ever spoken to someone who has adopted right the second that they sign that contract and they take that child on as their own child that's their family no one is going to tell them otherwise and some people might go oh well what about your real children don't you like them more no if they've made them part of their family that's their family. No one. That's it. That's your family. So I feel like um, there's a lot of displaced children, people who are having children that cannot take care of children, that are abusive to children, that are going through the foster system. And there is an option for people who really want to help and who really have that desire to have children. But it's not going to change the fact that um, there's a there's a physical aspect, like um, a biological aspect that makes us want to uh, mate. And I feel like um, that need to want to mate, to make children, is what psychs us out to make bad decisions so that we end up in bad relationships and then the children also suffer as well. So I feel like there are options that don't require you to make more people. <clears throat> yeah, um... We are supposed to make the 
the world fruitful. Yes, I understand that. And yes, every decision that a person makes is not the perfect setup. <laughs> However, we have to bring more love into this world. And so I feel like um, having family is one of the most beautiful things. Um, yes, we're going to have situations where things are not going to always be in an alignment, but those are learning um, experiences where we can grow from and learn and to to just move forward into a better society. Yeah, I understand that. But here's the thing. I feel that at this point, we should hold off on making the people. Just for a little bit. I'm going to ask my homie Google something. Hey, Google, what's the... Oh, wow. Hey, Google, what's the population of the Earth? The population of Earth was 7.53 billion in 2017. So it looks like from 1960 to now, the population has quadrupled. It was t it was less, a little bit over 2 billion, and now it's 8 billion people on Earth, okay? Mm -hmm. There are people the who are suffering. Earth was 7.53 billion in 2017. So there's two people that have Google, okay? Um, can you mute her, please, the other one? Thanks. Um, the question I'm asking is, right, there are so many people that are starving, that are hungry, that don't have a place to live, that are malnourished. Why do we feel we need to make more people when the earth has already quadrupled in size and everything is chaos? The president is a madman. Everyone is losing their scruples. The internet is making everyone lose their mind. We have to describe things to people that we. I would never have thought I would need to explain to my children in 2020. It's just out of control and I being a grown person 33 years old I'm having a difficult time coping with what's happening around us what about the children how are they going to be able to make sense of all of this and why are we subjecting them to that just because we want to have a little baby with the pretty faces with little booty <laughs> like it's just like we have this desire to have a little baby with the, with the, with the, with the, but we don't think about what we're subjecting our children to this is a horrible existence i'm not saying that life isn't beautiful and that life can't be beautiful what i am saying is that this is it's it's a mess right now and we, there's, there's more than enough people that need our help. If we have the resources, why don't we utilize our resources to help the other people who can't feed their children every night? Yeah, I mean, yes, a billion people is a lot of people. Eight billion. Eight billion, okay. Eight billion to be Pacific. Is that the ocean? <laughs> is that the ocean right there, Pacific? <laughs> to be Pacific, uh -uh. okay. Pacific. Okay. Specific. Okay, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead. But I feel like family, having children in my experience has taught me so much about myself, about life in general. Right. And you're always, as a parent, instilling good values into these young minds and so when you 
um, put good values into them, they're going to produce better people when they get of age. You know, um, yes, our world is going through so many tragedies, so many negative things are happening, but I have faith that, you know, things are going to get better, not overnight, but, you know, things are going to get better. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. I genuinely believe that having children helps you to learn about yourself. I believe that family is the cornerstone for a, a solid, healthy mental state. I totally agree that sitting down with your family, creating um, generational wealth, uh, breaking the curses and things that we have created that make us have difficulty understanding how to control, how to maintain finances, how to run businesses, to create an empire sort of and utilize our name and our legacy to be able to have more. I understand all that beautiful stuff that comes with having children. However, have you seen Tinder? Of course. Have you seen Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? Have you seen these things that essentially shape the culture? That's why you have to instill core values. Mm Mm-hmm. And to your children. Oh, because when we were kids, we listened to our parents, right? I mean, not all the time. <laughs> I No, I never listened not, to my parents. You're I, not going to go <laughs> to the extreme, right, I wouldn't right, hope. Right. But, but you have core values right. about yourself that you would like to instill into your children. Right. However, most of the time, what we'd like for our children to latch on to might not necessarily be what they choose to do and maybe we might instill in them something that causes them in the long run to remember their roots and go back to where they started and start and and start going in the right direction again but in order i feel that no person really truly learns until they get burned you could tell a child not to touch the stove forever until they actually burn their hand. They're going to know not to do it. So I feel like we can instill all kinds of stuff in our kids. But at the end of the day, there's so much outside influence with all those other things and those apps that I mentioned that it's a little bit difficult for us to really, truly control what our children think and their values and how they perceive things. It feels like, you know, I, I you ever see Jurassic Park? There's a scene where... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. He goes, life uh, uh, finds a way. And I feel like no matter what, whatever the situation is, the children will be okay. Everyone's going to be fine. However, if we can use our resources to help the people that are already here that are having problems, right? Why yes. do we have to hope that maybe our kids that we made from scratch are going to work out fine in the long run? When we know for a fact there's a kid in downtown Atlanta right now that's in a homeless shelter that needs help. That's why it's important to vote, to get the help, the resources that these facilities need, that these children need, and these um, um, situations. Um, volunteer your time to make a difference in their lives. That does not have anything to do with reproducing. And 
um, if we give more love, things will be a lot better in society. If we have, like I said, core values, no, you're not going to keep your child away from social media. I have two teenagers and I know it's not easy, but when you instill certain things, they're going to have a time where they have to reflect and think, would this be a good choice for me? Right. Knowing the core values that right. my mother, my father has um, taught me. So, I mean, I just don't feel like giving up family right. is going to make the world better. Right. Well, okay, there's one more factor that I haven't mentioned yet. Okay, so this whole thing about how the world is messed up, it's always been messed up, and people have always figured out a way to survive. Great, wonderful, right? Because the population has quadrupled in size, or more than quadrupled in size since 1960, right? The problem now that we have is that there's an environmental issue that's put into play, that more people have a bigger carbon footprint and that more creating more people is killing the environment, literally causing global warming, destruction, and, you know, all kinds of problems with the weather and climate and things of that nature. So I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask my homie Google one more question. Okay. <laughs> hey, Google. What is the carbon footprint of one person? Here's a summary from the Nature Conservancy. The average carbon footprint for a person in the United States is 16 tons. Globally, the average is closer to 4 tons. Okay. So one person globally has a 4-ton carbon footprint, okay? So if you make 4 people, that's I mean, I'm not good at math. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's 12 tons of four, this four people in a lifetime. And we're talking about what? We're talking about in a lifetime? Or we're talking about in 25 years. Okay. So it says that the average American's carbon footprint since 2014 went from 21.5 metric tons uh, of CO2, according to the University of Michigan. Okay. And that was in 2014. That's a 7% increase of our carbon footprint in 25 years. That means that we're having adverse effects on greenhouse gases in the in the in the United States and globally and that a lot of people have high pollution um, you know because there's too many people producing too much green gases, producing too much things like driving to work, you know, your the exhaust from your car, the the material that you do, the batteries from your cell phones, the devices, there's just a lot of mess, a lot of noise. And not only that, all of the cell phone devices are causing bees to act weird and it makes it hard for them to find their nest. It's reducing the population. And I've been told that if the bees are gone, then the population of the earth is going to like dramatically drop in time. That we're going to all die if there's no way for bees and other bugs to pollinate plants anymore so that we can sustain our food. Mm-hmm. So my question is, <clears throat> if making more children is putting a person into the middle of chaos. Then on top of that, we're also causing an environmental issue 
we're doing all this in the name of our personal carnal desires to be able to hold a little fat baby with the pretty face and then look at those little cheeks. That's what we're doing. We're destroying the world and we're subjecting people to evil people in the world and an evil situation and chaos and, and, and destruction. Also, we can go, look at the little baby with the boom, boom, boom. That's all big. Look at them fat legs. Oh, God. <laughs> really? <laughs> so am I wrong? No. That there's something that we should be cautious about making children. I mean, I feel like, yes, you should be cautious because children are not cheap. Okay? First thing. But how do you tell that new couple that wants to get married and have children mm-hmm. that you're going to cause po- more pollution <laughs> in the world. Like, they're going to look at you and like, really? Yeah. So that's what I was saying. So <laughs> this new couple, right, they, they know that making a new person can cause adverse effects on the environment, right? But somewhere in the whole entire world, is a little baby sitting in a place, this place, that just got put into the adoption system because their mom has mental illness or is on drugs, and it's a baby. And that baby kind of sort of looks like the mom and dad, and it's just waiting for somebody to pick her up. That's what you tell the couple. Consider adoption. Because what is the purpose of making a new person when there are really a lot of people that are having issues right now? Little babies that don't know, that are malnourished, that don't have the adequate, you know, uh, stuff to keep them, to give them sustenance, you know? And that's what I would tell them. I would say consider adoption, consider adoption. So how many couples do you think Mm -hmm. that would actually go for adopting um and not creating their own legacy this is what i'm trying to say adopting doesn't destroy your legacy no i i i know it does just because a a child is not your blood your dna does not mean that they're not your child yeah i understand that but most new couples Mm -hmm. want to produce Mm -hmm. something from him and her Mm -hmm. There's you know, nothing wrong with adoption. There's nothing wrong with it, yeah. You know, so I just, I don't know how you would explain that to a new couple. Right, so I'm going to tell you the reason why we want what we want. It's called propaganda. It's called people and situations and movies and TVs and TV shows and songs and all kinds of things that have told us that this is the way that it's supposed to be. You have to have the husband, the wife, and the baby. Even from when we're little kids, they've been pushing this ideal on us. Think about it. Think about the songs that you sung when you were a kid. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby and the baby carriage. It's the order. They know what the order is. Even now, you know what kids are singing? Baby shark, do-do-do-do-do, daddy shark, do-do-do-do-do, mommy shark, grandpa. They're already telling us that in order for you to be adequate, that you have to have this structure as a family because that's the normal thing, but right? Who's the most popular structure? YouTube kid right now? I don't have no Ryan one. Toys, right? Okay. And it's the mommy and the daddy and the, the little baby and Ryan and the son. So what I'm saying is, right, what we're doing is the people that don't have these types of structures, 
we're not giving them an opportunity to feel whole because we are pushing the idea that this is what a family is, mommy, daddy, and the baby. But sometimes it's mommy, mommy, and the baby, daddy, daddy, and the baby, daddy, daddy, and the adopted baby, and then the, the, the biological baby. There's so many different constructs in family that doesn't necessarily have to include giving birth to a person. Yes. Love is love. Love is love. So okay. why we got to keep making more people? Stop making people. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Put your pee away. Put your pee away. Stop making people. No. Put it away. Get a vasectomy. Stop it. No. People are not going to stop making people. That's the That's problem. That's just never going to There's too to many happen. people. Yes, it's too many people, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, how do you stop making people? How? I already told you. Vasectomy. Getting your tubes tied. Saving your eggs. Storing your eggs if you decide to change your mind. There's so many bi- uh, options in but science. But how many people are going to be up for that? If you if took you a explain survey, to them that the environment if is... If you that... took a survey right <laughs> now, I guarantee you... Oh, that's our 20-minute mark. But we're going to keep talking. Or you want to keep going? Or you want to close it out? Um... Yeah, we can yeah. start keep talking. Yeah, I guarantee you. <laughs> take a say, take a survey, <laughs> and then come back right. and tell me <laughs> what you came up with. We can do a survey right now. Let's call five people and do a survey. Let's see how many people. Give them a yes or no question. Let's sit, and then we'll we'll do a we'll collect the data right now. Call. You want to do it? All right, let's go. go let's call, call some someone. people. Let's call some people. Hold on a second. Uh, so what I was saying was, if you were to explain to them that, yo, this is actually causing adverse effects on the environment. How, would you consider saving the planet we can by save not having the a planet baby? in different areas, don't you think? <laughs> okay, I got no one there. Hold on a second. There are a lot of ways that we can save the planet. And at the end of the day, I genuinely kind of low-key think that there's really nothing we can do about the planet and that the planet will be okay either way. However... Exactly. It's it's just I'm trying to play devil's advocate. I'm trying to come up with an angle, and it's kind of fun to just think about what's the what if we stop making people? Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, I have a question for you, man. What's up? Man? What if uh someone had presented an option for you to? I'm recording, by the way. What if someone had presented an option for you to um to to say hey you know making people. Making more babies is, is causing adverse effects on the environment, and there's a lot of displaced people in the world. Um, if you were to consider for the, for, the, for the state of the planet Earth to stop making children, would you do it? Um, what's, what's the basis of him? I would need factual, I, need, I would need documentation to prove that adding more people to, to society is harmful for the environment. Well, since 1960, we've already quadrupled in size. Right. And there's uh, over, um, what was it, 8 billion people on the earth? Yes. And there's a lot of uh, issues that we're having with the environment and our carbon footprint. And uh-huh. there's not enough resources for the amount of people that are being made. There's so what if not we, enough resources. There are literal people who are malnourished or starving or dying of there's starvation. There's plenty of resources. So um, I didn't mean to just throw you on the show, but I'm just trying to get a different perspective. What do you think? Do you think that that this is a, a, a smart solution for people to just take a moment, maybe like 20 years, 10, 15 years, to just stop making people for just a little bit so we can figure out this situation? 
I don't think there is a lack of resources, to be honest, because um, when you look at when you look at uh, uh, certain societies and uh, certain, um, I would say, countries, yeah, uh, we tend to have a lot more. We have a surplus in resources. If you look at the U.S., for example, I'll just use a. This is not like a scientific. Oh, he's from point. Jamaica, by the way. So. Hello. Yeah. Any proven, any proven source, but I mean, I worked for McDonald's when I was a teenager, okay. right? And I saw the amount of food that we wasted in a day's time, right? Right. And then I would go to a place that doesn't waste food like that because they don't have enough, so they they're more appreciative of the foods that they have. So my question really begs to say is that we do we have a lack of resources, or all the resources being allocated into a into certain societies more than what we need. Right. So you're right. There is a thing that's happening where certain people of, of different status are getting access to resources more so than others, right? Um, and this is a problem. However, um, if there were less people, then we wouldn't have to worry about um, them taking our resources that we have access to and misappropriating them for, you know, ill gain or to just be wasteful, you know? But then your, your argument can also go to is that why can't we all uh, distribute if, if, if certain nations have a surplus in it? No, no, we have a surplus of everything, Absolutely. right? Why can't we evenly distribute it? What's causing us from actually doing that as opposed to um, just stop? producing more people well because this is the problem that we're starting to see and this is a beautiful thing that to talk about this during black history month is that <clears throat> we really have very little to no power and there's a lot of government overhead on distribution of food distribution of materials like like gas and oil and and natural resources that we need to survive um and and this is a you know everything boils down at this point to systematic oppression and systematic racism that there are people who have too much things and then there's people who have little and the only reason why they have little is not because they're stupid not because they don't know how to do it it's just that they just got dealt a bad hand they just happen to be a person of color in the united states or in jamaica look at jamaica one of the most um influential countries in the world right a lot of children a lot of people a lot of a lot of influence right <clears throat> right I've never seen a, a one tiny island influence more people. The food, the music, the culture, the the philosophy, the whole idea of marijuana being legalized was something that they had been pushing way before it became a popular thing, right? <clears throat> How come this country that has access to all this culture, this rich culture, how come, you know, what's the, what's the, the dollar worth in Jamaica right now? Not much. And I'm going to send you a video on... Um what you're talking about exactly too because i was watching a video the other day about uh could for example have you seen um have you seen singapore uh in recent no all right so if you look at the history of singapore even if you look at places like dubai for example as well too in the united um emirates right uh about 15 to 20 or even 30 years ago, less than a generation or about a generation, they went from a third world country to a first world country, right? Because these used to be a lot of places where they had a lot of uh, fishing ports, right? So they were kind of uh, saying the same thing as well for um, Jamaica, that it could possibly do that because of uh, many things that are happening. But just to go back to the point, right? 
um, when you say systematic racism and oppression, because it happens across all the boards, right? United States has this, uh, I guess, facade or ideal that, you know, we're all, is a democracy and everything and goods are shared equally. But yeah, you still have ghettos and people living on the street. But when you look at some other third world countries right now, when the people all look like you, governments tend to hoard all those resources, right? So it goes back to the uh, the fact that you're dealing with your hand is being dealt with or whatever in that case. Now, what would what would change if we were to if these like say in these third world countries they're hoarding all of these like these heads of governments are hoarding all these resources what would change if we were to slow down population anyway because then say all those people die out right what's going to happen after that the succession of people who are like if you're the king or you're the prime minister and then i'm your son and then i have the same ideals like that what would slowing down population do if they're going to still tend to keep on those ideals and hoard all the resources um, you might be right. You might be right that there's nothing that we could do, regardless of whether or not there's more people or less people. There's still going to be the the one percent that disenfranchises people and forces the hand so that their people can win and our people can lose. It's always going to exist. It's always going to exist. However, what about the what about global warming? What about the adverse effects that our carbon footprint is causing on the environment? What about the viruses and the things that we can't get under control because we don't have enough hospitals? We don't have enough access to medicine. We don't. You say that you talk about food. Food is something that we can, you know, say we have enough of. Talk about supplies. Talk about medicine. There's actually a very. You're in the medical field, right? There's a limit to what that we can actually have. As far as well, medicine, resources, um, you know, uh, uh, supplies, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when 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 I think about um, when you when you say meta, meta when I, I'm going to go from the health standpoint because that's what I'm more versed in. I wouldn't want to touch on anything else that I'm not too familiar with because I don't want to sound like ignorant or anything in that regard, but. With with medical field, right? Uh, there was it was a, like a like a little you know interview thing that they do when people go around and ask questions. Mm-hmm. When you look at like uh, for example medication, when you look at uh, the U.S. right, there is like probably like a three hundred percent charge on medication, right? For for insulin for example, right? Insulin can be made from any uh, a plant-based product, for example, I believe, yes. If I'm not correct, I have to double-check on that. But insulin is not necessarily something you can create. You have an unlimited source of that. But yet here in the U.S., we're charging these people hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars when it only costs maybe a few dollars to make, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So... It, it, it gives that uh, illusion that these um, these these medications have limits to it because in, in, in actuality they're charging so much, right? And people are dying from simple, you know, illnesses that can be pretty much cured by having the right antibiotics, but they charge so much, right? If you ever see those commercials in recent, right, about good RX, right? It's a it's a it's a system that allows you to be able to find the best price on medication. Right. Imagine a, a, a medication thing costs sixty seven dollars and a company like GoodRx comes out and says, hey, you can save on it. Right. Without your insurance things and gives you a coupon. And that same sixty seven dollars um, 
goes down to eight dollars. Now, if you look at it from a from a business standpoint, how could that even be possible if these companies wouldn't be profitable if they were to be able to get down from sixty seven dollars to eight dollars, right, mm. and still be able to buy such a medication? Why is it that that's able to work? Mm. Mm. Because these pills cost very little to make, mm. but yet they're charging. Right. $67 for the pills, but they can get a coupon that reduces it to $8. Right. So then that brings me to the point, hmm, are we really lacking a lot of this stuff or we're just making it to the point that these people don't have easy access to get the medication? Hmm. True. So we got to make sure we don't go too far off the topic. So the point that we've right. been talking about from the get-go is if there are people that are hoarding off resources, if uh-huh. we live in a society where there's war and famine and disease uh-huh. and evil people that are at the top of the highest level of of politics you know the president um the the senate people that uh-huh. that will literally acquit a person who who broke the law just so that they could say that they were riding for their squad for the republican squad or whatever right if there's people that are like you know um obsessed with themselves vanity uh-huh. is at an all-time high because of social media because of uh-huh. imagery and the things that are being that are being glorified the things that are being put in front of us that are told that we're told are the good things that we should be uh, seeking after instead of seeking after God seeking after things that are righteous, right? We're constantly being bombarded with things. Suicide is at an all-time high. Depression is at an all-time high. Anxiety is at an all-time high. Why? Why do we feel that we should subject another person to that just so we can look at the little pretty face and look at the bum 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 so we can have our grandparents come by and go, oh, look at the little baby. That's the only reason why we're doing it. Because we want to look at the baby and go, that's my baby. I did it. I made that baby with my sperm. I did it. Well, when I when I look at it, <laughs> and I'm being I'm being a nerd right now when okay. I say this, right? And you make a good point, but I'm being a nerd in terms of when I say um, <laughs> when you reproduce, right? Uh-huh. Uh, reproduction is for your uh, for for survival, right? And right. what I mean by survival, it means that you passing on your genes mm-hmm. uh, successively to your next generation, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I would say my dad is very fit in terms of science, right? What yeah. I mean by fit means Physically that fit. he produced, he has a lot of children, and then he has a lot of all, um, grandchildren as well, and great-grandchildren. Right. So in, in terms of fitness, he's very fit, yeah. right? But someone who has only one child and is only passing on to that, they're not very fit in science terms. So when I look at it that way, you're trying to pass on a legacy in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think, and to answer your question that you asked me when you first called, I don't think that um, produce, uh, not reproducing is going to help the situation because of the points that I made before. Because if I stop making, if I decide not to have kids, right, that doesn't necessarily mean that... Um, because of how the system is already set up, you know, I feel like this will be a generational thing where a lot of the resources, especially in the countries that can't afford it, will always be horny. So me, by not reproducing or the population slowing down, I don't think will drastically change things. And in, in my ideal, that will have people more greedy because they're like, oh, there's less people to um, even do it now. So the little that we're given, we can keep more because there's less people. Right. So what I'm thinking is, okay, if... We keep going in the manner that we're going, right? Mm-hmm. By the time that 2030 hits, right, mm-hmm. we're going to have the population is going to be 
out of control. So it's going to be from it's going right. if it if it quadrupled since the sixties. Hold on, hold right. on. Then what's going to happen in another in another fifty years? Is it going to oh, be yeah, twenty me. billion um, people I was, I was, yeah. all smushed into this one little planet? Well, okay. Well, <laughs> think about it, right? And, and this is what I want you to look up too, right? Okay. A lot of cities, right? And I think you kind of underestimate how big this Earth is too, right? Mm. When you say that, because I kind of thought the same way you were doing too. Yeah. But then I looked at recent. Uh, I started looking at like videos that were talking about what the population and what cities are going to look like in like 2050, for example. In 2050, Nigeria. Is it Nigeria? I think Lagos. I think Nigeria, um, Lagos, or that area right there will have the largest amount of people in a densely populated place. But Nigeria is also building a building a brand new city. Right, it's called Eco Atlantic. If you look it up, right? They're literally like, and I use like Dubai for example, right? Because they're probably the most known, right? These people actually like created extra land out on the sea, right? I don't know how they did. Oh, it. they 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 made a manufactured island like a fake yeah, island. Manufactured island yeah, that yeah. Increases their city size, mm-hmm. right? To meet the demands of the growing population. So do you think that we can live in outer space and like on underwater and, and outer space and I don't I don't think uh, underwater I mean I don't think underwater out of space I wouldn't go that far per se and that's probably not for like another thousand years or something like that. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Right. But I'm looking at like the practical cuz it's already been done. Because if you look at a lot of Dubai and a lot of these new uh, city states, you can call them, that have sprung up over the past like generation, less than 50 years, right? They've added on to the land, right? They reinforce certain things. They're trying to combat global warming. You can see all these types of things. Right. The, uh, a lot of like Tokyo, for example, is a very innovative city, right? right they right. They realize that the growing population is growing, and a lot of people are moving from the rural areas. And are coming to the cities, so they have to be very efficient and smart on how they build um, uh, the city and how to accommodate this growing influx of people. So, for the time being, I think that they can solve a lot of that. Um, but who knows in the next hundred years, right? We don't know, right? right. I don't think we even be around to see that. But the next fifty years, we can see how the world will actually be able to. Yeah. So you're saying that regardless of how reckless we're being by busting yeah. off and shooting up the club all the time, right? right. <laughs> regardless of how reckless we're being, like life uh, finds a way. This is what I was talking about earlier. Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park goes, life uh, finds a way. And no matter what, science is always going to be creating innovative and new ways that we could survive in spite of, our, of all the chaos. So then everybody... Uh, stop wearing condoms, make more kids. Let's do it. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> I mean, you get a baby. You get a baby. You get a baby. Everybody gets a baby. You know, you know, you know that, um, you know that a lot of, um, hey, Olin, let me call you right back, bro. Oh, okay. All right. Let me well, call you right back. I'm going to call you right back. All right. Thanks, Jason, for call, for being on the show. We appreciate thanks, you. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> no problem. All right. All right. <laughs> but yeah, um. So the conclusion is that have kids, don't have kids, either way, everything's going to work out just fine. It's not going to be perfect, <laughs> but he was making, and Jason was making a lot of key points. Mm-hmm. We're not lacking anything. But we just the are hoarding it. Huh? We're just hoarding it. Exactly. 
Why would God tell us to be fruitful and multiply? Be fruitful. Did you find the verse? Genesis uh-huh. chapter 9, okay. verse 7. Is this what he told to Adam and Eve? Or did he just, what is the verse actually? Can you read it? It says, mm-hmm. And you be ye fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly mm. in the earth mm. and multiply therein. Mm. That was a, the word of God, huh? Do you think he was talking about making more babies or was he talking about making more everything? Land, food, pro, uh, job opportunities, um, uh, environments, like, or was he just talking about Shooting up the club. He definitely wasn't talking about shooting up the club, Owen. <laughs> really? Okay, so so you're right. Okay, but me personally, even though I was pressured at one point by a significant other to continue to make more children, I personally have come to the conclusion that I don't think that I want to subject anyone else to what's happening. So what are you doing about... I want to focus on my two kids. I want to make sure that they live the best life they could possibly live, right? My aunt is 40-something. I don't want to be putting her business out there, but she has no children and has no intention of having any children. Mm -hmm. And she's a successful lawyer. She's in law. Her husband is about to retire. He was in um, the uh, uh, law enforcement for a long time, you know? Mm -hmm. And they have no interest in having children. But this is not something that they're sad about. Some Mm -hmm. people are okay with that. Exactly. Everybody doesn't want the huge <laughs> responsibility of raising a family. Yeah. You know, it's a tremendous sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, so I understand that. So do you want to have like a closing statement or wrap it up and say something that, you know, you, you think is a final thought? Do all things in love. Mm. Put God first. Mm. And have core values if you're thinking about having a family definitely have core values right pick some pick some kind of some kind of structure whatever you believe in pick it and stick to it and you know whether the children choose another way fine but mm-hmm. pick something right yes okay i have final words too shoot up the club oh my gosh you have a good day thanks so much <laughs> And thank you for listening to the Late Bloomer Podcast with Miss Nicole and Spooks McGee.